Welcome everybody. This is your um, host Claudia and today we have Nicole Myers Henderson and her show is Be Infinitely Readings with the Empower Intuitive Nicole Myers Henderson. And it is time for our incredible host for transformative holistic well-being and self-discovery journey. Join us today in welcoming back Nicole Myers Henderson. She is a renowned published author, consultant, instructor, and integrative and holistic health advocate. With a wealth of experience spanning over three decades, Nicole has dedicated her life to empowering individuals like you on their path to optimal well-being. You can call at any moment, 805-830-8344. You can also enter the chat room and post your question there. Or if you are on Facebook, you can private message your question to us, and we will ask Nicole during the show. Join us today as Nicole takes you beyond the surface and into the realms of the infinite possibilities. From challenges to triumphs, from uncertainty to clarity, this podcast will be your compass, helping you navigate the journey of life with grace and empowerment. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes And also, don't forget that you can contact Nicole directly for a more in-depth transformation. Go to her website, NicoleMHenderson.com. So now, please join us in bringing Nicole to the show. Hey, Claudia. Hey, Daniel. Thank you. It's great to hear your voices again this month. I wanted to start off by saying, letting our callers, Claudia, know that we're not going to be here. We're not going to have a show for September. Um, However, I do plan on having a Zoom, doing a Zoom interview with a wonderful young woman who is a, a race car driver. She and her husband race cars, and I had taught her how to communicate with her race car years ago. So we're going to have her on the Zoom show, and I'll make sure that I um, I or my wonderful partner in crime, Gail, uh, post something from that Zoom session. So thanks again, Claudia. It's great. August 25th, 2023, and we've got a lot happening in the world. And as you know, I don't like to waste a lot of time um, jibber-jabbing about my own stuff. We've got a bunch of stuff going on in the world, and we also have callers that that have questions about their life. So you said you wanted to talk about um, Facebook posts or social media posts that I started. 
And I'll just give you an update on that. I meant to be a series of three, and I do plan on putting out the third one that will go with the first two, and I'll probably repost those again or show you where to find them. Um, I have felt this accelerated energy, and I have for quite a while, keep getting those inner and outer proddings from, from nature. And there is something that's going on, and it's, it's been happening right under our noses, and, and most people don't pay attention to it. And it's something that has been shared about Elon Musk. And if you haven't heard anything about Neuralink, then my suggestion is to take a look at it. Now, for those individuals that like the idea of having a chip put in their brain in order to be able to read minds or do extraordinary things, then woohoo, good for you, go for it, if that's what you want. However, the reason why I do these shows and the reason why the new book C is coming out, the reason why I teach is because we can do all these things without having a chip put in our brains. So uh, I'm putting that out there. For those that like nature, want to tap into their innate superpowers, that's what I'm here for. So please stay connected. Make sure you go to the website, subscribe. We'll need email addresses to keep in touch with you and let you know when C is available. Um, other than that, we'll have a teaching platform where I can teach in groups or even one-on-one. -on -one. So that's all to come. So, Claudia, you said something about animal totems. Do you have a, a question in particular? Yes. I was um, wondering, because I was looking at your post and other people like you that go out on, the, on nature and all of a sudden they see a, an animal or a plant or something that grabs their attention. And so those are messages. In, so how can we know that a message is directed to you and not to someone else walking by, by you? But, or what the message really means for you? Okay, so typically in any given moment, we're thinking. We're always thinking about something. So when we are in those moments of thought and we're, we're wondering, we're pondering things, the universe, everything around us, the wind, the water, the trees, the creatures, swimmers, crawlers, winged ones, whatever, it's all, they're all listening to us. We're all connected. So if you consider when you see a creature or a certain flower or a certain uh, furry animal, whatever it might be, or you hear something in particular, get online. It's simple enough. What I've been using is just those um, insects and animals and flowers, and I go to animal totems, comma, and whatever it is that I saw. So most frequently the posts were, I think, deer, goose, um, I think snail's been one of the recent, but I don't know that I've even looked it up yet. And when you go to those, or even flowers, flower essences, what do those flowers stand for? What is their medicine? There are messages everywhere. So even when you don't think that there are answers to your questions, there really are. They're usually right in front of our faces, or someone has passed by us on the, on the street and whispered, something, they're, they're talking to a friend and, and they're bringing the answer to the things that we've been pondering. So the posts about animal totems for me is that I connect best with nature. So I, um, 
I just go to, and I've got books here, Lynn Andrews' books on Animal Speaks, but there's also other good ones. If you just go to Animal Totems, T-O-T-E-M-S, comma, and then whatever the animal or creature is that you see. And then there are a number of sites, links that will pop up that you can tap into to read about their, the medicine of that creature. Okay? So, that yes, there are answers to, there are answers around us all the time. Universe, nature, everything is communicating with us, trying to be in partnership with us. Thank you, Nicole. And then you were saying that there was another uh, message that you wanted to talk with our listeners today. Yeah, that was about Elon Musk, that Neuralink. Uh, that's something that, you know, I'd love to, to be able to call Elon and say, what are you doing? You know what, that's wonderful, that's great that he wants to innovate. And I think his idea is that, or at least what seems to be the I want to help humanity, is that they want to put a chip in the brain of people who are disabled so that they can regain use of certain faculties. So whether it's to walk or whether it's to talk or what, but it, part of it was reading minds, making humans cyborgs. And he's already saying that we're cyborgs because we use the Internet and our cell phones. So I got a big old bone to pick with that man. If he wants to have a conversation, I'd love for him to call me someday. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I don't think we need technology one, the way he thinks. Yeah, that's the problem. That technology is very easy to get out of hand and to be instead of something good, it can be used in in bad ways. But how do you? How do we keep a line on things? It's, it's so difficult because it's so appealing to have more and more power. And it sounds so easy, right, that you, you just put a chip on somebody and all your troubles are out. Well, you would think. <laughs> but the issue, that's the issue is that's the, that once they have a chip in our brains, what else do they have access to? And they, and I, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories or anything, but you consider that once somebody puts something in your body, do you really have true autonomy? Are you yourself? Or can somebody insert their own thoughts and feelings or trigger something else in you or hit a button and say, okay, today's your day, you're going to leave this planet? I mean, I just, I, I think that if we, I know that humans have the ability to be more, do more, have more, using their own innate capabilities that we were given from birth and before. And I think now is the time to train our children and even our adults that are ready to take back their power. That, thus the reason for writing seed. Thus for the reason for showing that science and intuition, that there's a bridge between the two, and it takes takes both and all, you know, physics and beyond, to to pull all the puzzle pieces together. So, like now, we have a show coming up. I've got a show coming up with Francine Marie Morris, um, September 13th. It'll air on four, five, or six radio stations. And the, the title of the show is Into the Rabbit Hole. So we're going to be talking about things that most people may not want to talk about. We It may trigger certain things in people and you know, I'm, I'm all for having in-depth conversations about things that make people uncomfortable because now's the time to shake things up. We've gone through three years of yuck. And also, in the same sense, that the world got 
we experienced a little more peace during that three years. When you think about when COVID came out, when the pandemic was peddled, and the shipping lanes were shut down, and how quiet the ocean got, and how the life teemed in the ocean, like all those creatures were able to move and live and breathe and experience their lives without all of that interruption. So I think good things can come out of that negative stuff that we went through. However, it, it, they're like I think this too, teaching people how to tap into their innate sensory abilities, it, like now is the time. If we don't want to lose what is ours, we don't want somebody else to come in and say, here, we're going to put this chip in your brain or we're going to put this little chip in your hand or your forehead and you'll never have to carry money on you ever again. It's like that's fine if we're going to evolve to that, but to be pushed down that cattle chute, I don't believe that humanity needs to be pushed into anything. I think if we, if people finally get to that space of they want change, they want something better for their children or their great-grandchildren, then now is the time. So there's a lot of great people. It's not just me out here trying to help people. There are many other light workers, seers in the world that are that are offering up some great information. So I think even the market is saturated with all these wonderful tools that people can use to enlighten themselves. I'm just one of them. You know, I'm jumping in with the pool of practitioners. I've been here. I've been doing this work for 35 years because I love what I do. And I think, and I love it when I'm able to teach somebody to exercise their mind, to get beyond what they typically see right in front of their face. So seeing isn't just about seeing with your eyes. This is about an understanding how everything is connected to everything else. And that brings us back into one of the things remote viewing is one of your specialties, Nicole. It's one of the things that you're going to be using today with callers that are waiting to talk to you. Could you explain how this practice works and how it can be beneficial? Sure. So remote viewing versus intuition. Remote viewing is a tool, a set of protocols that it's like a template that you can be trained to use. Essentially, you're training your sensory, you're training yourself to utilize your sensory abilities to see, hear, smell, taste, and feel beyond this physical form. So what I, when I think about remote viewing, I consider I'm streaming information through the multiverse. When I ask a question, I'm sending energy out into the universe to extract information about a target, uh, a person, a place, or a thing. Now, intuition isn't that far from it. However, it is often, most people don't know how they do what they do. They sense something. They get a gut feeling. Remote viewing being a protocol, it is, you can be trained in it, and it will help you trust your intuition. So the more you use it, the more you exercise your sensory abilities using remote viewing protocols, the easier it becomes the easier it is to put to work in your life, in everyday life, for every reason. So I use remote viewing protocols for everything. I've remote viewed businesses, venture capitalists. Um, I've mind melded with comatose patients, Parkinson's patients, uh, ALS patients. I communicate with horses and dogs and lions and tigers and and other creatures, uh, rabbits and squirrels and 
I mean, I use it for everything, even talking to my garden, communicating with, like, which way does the garden want to be put in this year to get the best yield? Is it too acidic? Is is it fertile enough? What needs to be changed? So uh, I use it for everything. Make sense? Yes, it does. So are you ready to start with some calls? I am. Let's dig in. Okay, so let's start. Let's go to Brooklyn, and we're going to start with Stacy. Thank you for calling. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Hi, Stacy. Hi, how are you today? I'm good, honey. Would you care to share your birth date with me? Yes, my birthday is August 12th. It just okay. Happy birthday, fellow Leo. Thank you. And what question do you have on your mind today? Okay. It's like a, can I ask you to choose or I have to tell you what I'm more concerned about? Uh, let's work on what you're more concerned about because we also have other colors and our call is now it'll be about 45 minutes or less long. Okay. I'm not going to say, okay. So the thing is this, I'm intuitive and I'm going to always need someone help, someone's help like yourself to always help me try to figure out the energy that I'm picking up. I'm picking up the energy around a holistic doctor. Um, I just wanted to know, is that, well, I mean, I don't know. I might have a kid in the future. I don't know, but why am I picking up the energy of this holistic doctor? Well, why are you picking up the energy of a holistic doctor? And this is, so you're holding the intention to have a child. And and as you think about that child, what you're saying is this doctor comes to mind. Yes. Okay. So the things that I pick up is, Okay, so the reason for the doctor is so that you can bring your body into a state of peace. And that means cellularly as well as creating, so that's internal peace as well as creating external peace in your life. Even in the midst of out here in the world, it's important to create first, start inside. So when you were talking about wanting to have a child, my body my body was feeling as if there are certain things within your body that need to shift and change. One is creating a very stable alkaline environment and that, that we can use alkalinity as a symbol as well as literal. So symbol, symbolically, alkalinity, again, can equate to peace creating inner peace, something, when you think about acid, it's like things that are eating at you. So mm-hmm. it's possible and look to see what this doctor is into and if this doctor can help you determine at what level your body may be overly acidic, um, that would be beneficial. And then the other would be making sure that your mitochondria are getting the proper nutrients to, to create more ATP, adenosine triphosphate. So it's energy. So if your mitochondria are working well, then you have more to share with a baby, okay? So oh, alkalinity okay. first, alkalizing mm-hmm. your environment, and then how do I give my mitochondria what they need? Now, there's also other organelles within your cells that need food too, but for some reason, those are the two things that stand out more so to me for you is being very aware of that alkaline, acid alkaline base 
your pH, body pH, and the foods that you're putting in, but also literally how do you let things eat at you in your life. And if you're letting things eat at you, then finding your inner peace, finding that peace where you can be anywhere, even in the midst of chaos, and not let anything rattle you, is to understand that there's a reason, there's a reason for everything. And often we are not fully aware of what that is in those moments of chaos. However, if we take a deep breath and try not to fight it, but to sit back and breathe into it, the answers come. And the answers come faster when we're tapping into that intuitive genius that already exists within those 50 plus trillion cells that are in our bodies. Okay? All right. Um, The other thing you need to do, Stacey, is to breathe deeply and do it often because it feels like you're a shallow breather and your cells need more oxygen. Okay, I agree, yes. All right, honey. God bless. You take care. Okay, thank thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay, so now we're going to go to New York, and let's bring Kate back to the show. Hi. Hi, lady. Uh, hi, dear. Hi. And I'm sorry, I didn't, hi, I didn't catch your name. Keisha. This is Keisha. Keisha, pretty name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have a moving question. So I'm going to sound crazy, but I'm, I'm currently in New York, and I was planning to move to Charlotte, but I have furniture, my furniture, like my couches and stuff, is in Atlanta, and I just, I got approved. I have won, like, this lottery thing for an apartment in New York, but they're saying it's not going to be ready until November, and I need to move now, and I want to move now. So I'm just thinking about uh, which place to move to, and I'm I'm also just thinking that it may be easier for me to just go where my furniture is. I don't have to um, pay such a large uh, moving cost to get my furniture and stuff to North Carolina, but I'm just wondering the energy around me moving to these places. Okay. Well, it's interesting. We could get caught up in all the movement and get very confused, or <laughs> we can focus on the good of it, which is that there you have great potential. I mean, consider mm-hmm. that all of these opportunities exist at one time. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So what comes to mind, Keisha, is you being more intentional about what it is you want to achieve. Furniture is just furniture. So I feel like it's more important for you to focus on the why, like why you want to move. Now, furniture, when I tap into that energy, it feels like it just has more to do with comfort. Like I want my stuff so I can feel comfortable. I want to make myself at home. My And home being like the place to cocoon and create a safe space for yourself. However, mm-hmm. again, that's just symbolic of those what you're trying to achieve. So let's take a look okay. at what, what do you feel is in Charlotte, North Carolina? Charlotte, North Carolina, right? Yes. I I mean, well, I did get to visit. I had, um, I thought it was really peaceful. I thought it had a beautiful vibe, but I want to definitely, I want to achieve this wherever I'm at, but I want to achieve, um, I want to have like, I want to meet friends. I want to have my businesses, like get a community. I want to definitely have a, a romantic life. 
out and start, like, my own family and stuff like that. So I guess that's what I want no matter where I'm at. Okay. Atlanta, tell me what's in Atlanta besides your furniture. Um, um, Atlanta definitely has, like, um, a legal – I'm in a legal, so they have a legal community. They definitely have an entrepreneurial community. Um, I want the same things no matter where I go. I want to have a community. I want to have start a family, and I want to have my businesses. Okay. So that takes me back to the first thing I said, which is there's great potential that exists for you, and that's what I feel uh-huh. as well, in either mm-hmm. place. But I think that instead of focusing on whether you're potentially making a right or a wrong move, and mm-hmm. consider that whatever move you make is a stepping stone to somewhere else, that there's a reason for going and, and things that you can learn through either one or both. So it may be that you make the leap from New York to Charlotte, which seems pretty reasonable, considering then you don't, you're not driving even further into Atlanta, and then consider Atlanta is the next step on your journey, or... Perhaps we link you into the you that's already made the leap to Charlotte. because So this is uh-huh. a technique called quantum quantum jumping. Are you familiar with it? No, no, no. Okay. So there's a guy who created a technique called quantum jumping. He's retired military. His name is Bert Goldman. You can look him up on YouTube. Great guy. Love his energy. Just very authentic. Real, he's real. Um, what he says is that we, we are multidimensional and that we live, there's an aspect of us that we can find in every dimension. And that doppelganger that exists within those other dimensions is, is an aspect of ourselves that's already achieved something that we want to achieve now. So if you're familiar with meditation, Keisha, mm-hmm. then you can hold the intention to make a move, and we do it at high speed. Imagine jumping into the rabbit hole and traveling through a tunnel from New York to Charlotte, North Carolina, to meet the you that's already made the move and find out what Uh she thinks and how she feels about the move. What do you think? Um, I think that – I think um, I love the area and things like that. I think – I think I feel more – anxious about getting settled, like, say, pieces of furniture I want to order, like like getting my place together. I, I think okay. I, I, I love it, but I think my main focus would be getting settled. Okay. Is it the newness of getting settled, like I want new furniture, or like I want my old stuff, I, I just want what I, what I have been comfortable with? I mean, again, this is about you being intentional about what you're trying to create. You can do any or all. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I but think, the point yeah. is, for now, what do you need for your growth and development? Which one feels like it holds the most potential for you now? The reason why I'm not giving you the exact answer is because you know exactly what you want. You're just sending out a different vibe. So the universe gets confused by your thoughts. You want You want to consider... Where am I? If I'm if I'm living my highest and greatest good, then I am in joy. Which one of those places do I find my joy first? 
Where do I, and it really feels like it has to do with breathing, relaxing into life, not being stressed. So if you look at, let's say, the financial energy, is Charlotte the place you want to be? I mean, if they're not already at New York prices, but you're already able to manage New York prices, then money's not going to be an issue. And if you're looking for community and you don't want to drive a car, you want to spend less on insurance, again, this is about intention. So I have a thought. Write down all the reasons why living in a city are beneficial to you, how far you want to travel from home, how close you want to be to an airport, and what type of home, right down to the color of the shutters on it, you want. Okay? So the universe is is listening to you. So I think if you sit down and map out like a wish list of, of what you're calling, what you're asking the universe, you're saying, if you're typing it into a supercomputer and you're saying, I'm going to place an order for all these things, the universe wants to know what you want so that it can show you the magic and bring it to you, bring you into alignment with it. Now, that's not to say that you might not have some bumps along the way. However, you'll be in this, you'll have your head right, you're in the right head space and heart space to create the energy to hold all these wonderful things, all this great potential that exists around you. So I do feel like Charlotte is a great place for you. I feel like Atlanta is a good place. Um, There's just something about it that feels like it falls short. So through some meditation or using the quantum jumping techniques, you can get there to meet the aspect of you that's made the leap so that maybe you don't have to make the move. You go find out what she learned, that doppelganger learned from that move so that you can put it to use for yourself in Charlotte. Your business, you said businesses, perhaps uh, perhaps Atlanta has more to do with vendors or suppliers or somebody that you can tap into. So it doesn't mean you wouldn't be able to do business in both areas. It's just you may not have to live in one of those areas, okay? And thank you, Keisha, for calling. So now we're going to move to first-time caller, Evelyn from Arizona. Evelyn from Arizona? Yes. Yes. Okay. Hello. Hi, Evelyn. Hi, dear. Hi, how are you? Excellent. I hope you are. Good. How can I help you? Okay. So my question is, is my house is under contract. Do you see this one's going to go through? Uh, What is your birth date? 926. Okay. Take a deep breath, Evelyn. That's interesting. You know, the there is a well, there's two things. So one is your feelings about it's your well, it, it feels like it's your feelings about someone in particular. And then the second thing that I pick up is something about the real estate professionals. Right. <laughs> the real estate professional so is one of them. It, 
yeah, so it kind of feels like your feelings about those things create a block in the energy. Um, so being clear, one, being clear that you want to sell. The other thing yeah. that comes through is being very clear in your communications. So, and I mean, really, you being clear. Is that enough that there, there is um, of not really deception, but it's uh, there's some missing pieces and and missing conversations. So, I feel like where you may fall short in helping this go through is being clear in what you share. Um, well, the thing is, is I shared with the realtor pretty much exactly what I was thinking, but every time I turn around, she kind of says, well, they want this and they want that. And I said, well, I already agreed to the concession. And then there, and then she says, well, they're probably thinking of the roof repair. They want that. I'm going, but I already gave the concession. So why are we asking for a roof repair when I gave the concession with the intent, with as is? The rest is as is. Right. So I think you're. I think this is where you need to be clear is to say just what you've said. You say I've already done this. It's already we've it, we've already documented this, and we're not going back and forth anymore. They can look up their own. They can look for roofers. They can look for everything ahead of time. Whatever. But it's you being clear that that this this may not be the avenue where your abundance is going to come from. But the only way to the only path to least resistance is to speak your truth, which is no, either yes or no. And if you're going to say yes, then be clear on what it is you're willing to accept. If you're going to say no, say revert back to the documentation. I'm not changing my mind. This is the way it is. If, they, if they're not the ones, then keep digging. Okay, so, so do you you're find the that the realtor is really for me because I'm getting mixed messages. I, no, no. The realtor is about making the sale and making some money so that they can get on to the next thing. So it feels it feels as if – so it, look, there are buyer's agents, seller's agents, and there are agencies that do both, okay? So being clear as to which one you've got, if you if you hired the seller's agent, then you need to know that they represent not, they represent you, not you and the buyer. And all they're trying to do is make the sale. No, she's just if representing me. Excuse me? She's just representing me as a seller. Okay. Well, then remind her of that. Okay. And make sure that that's in the documentation. Make sure that you read back through your seller documentation and say, if your agency that you, the realtor or real estate broker, is working through, if you're a buyer and seller agency, you better have another agent that's dealing with the buyer because this is getting ridiculous. I'm not going to play games. I've already made my concessions. I'm not, I'm not going to change my mind. So it's you speaking your piece. Most people don't realize that in, the, in an agency there, are, there can be both. But if one agent is trying to, to uh, meander across both sides, then they're muddy in the waters because they're not doing exactly what you need done. They're just, they're just doing business, trying to make the money. So you just say, which, which side are you on? And if you represent me, then get to it. I've already told you what I'm willing to do. You represent me, period. I'm not changing my mind. 
And thank you, Evelyn, for that. So now we're going to Connecticut, and we're going to bring Pat to the show. Hi, Pat. Hi. Hi. I think I spoke to you quite a while ago. You Did you possibly tell me a story about a car, your husband, calling someone's bluff? Does that sound familiar? Uh, no. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's okay. Right. Your voice sounds I think, familiar. Yeah, we talked, I think, a couple of months ago. I wanted to ask you, there's something that's kind of looming right now, and I wanted to ask you about intentions of a male, and then I realized, I think I know his birthday. Do you want his as well as mine? Yes. Let's, okay. Well, I'm, yeah. He's his first. Do you, do you need the year? Um, if you have it. February 23rd, 1965. That's his. What's yours? Yeah. I'm seven twelve fifty three five three. Okay, so let's focus on his first. Okay. So I can you... tell you some background if you want. No, 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 no. You don't need to. So O two O two two three nineteen sixty five. Let's see what I pick up. What I want you to do is visualize this person in your mind's eye and I'll just kinda hijack your your energy there, okay? Okay. Yeah. Oh, two, two, three, one, nine, six, five. Soft shell. Good heart. Friendly. Soft comes up a second time. Soft, so he's a softy. Um, unnecessary change. So let's see what that's about. Unnecessary change. Well, doesn't see why certain things need to change. So where you may be a change agent, you may thrive on change, he might prefer the normal, like like go with the flow and I like what I like. I like what how I've created my life and change isn't always necessary, or maybe in his mind, change isn't always good. Okay, so let's keep that in mind. Let's look at your energy, and then I'll connect your energies together and see what happens. So 0712-1953. You can disconnect from his for a moment and just think about self. Okay. Yeah, there's something about thriving on... Um, it doesn't have to be change. It's more like an, a natural evolution. Um, not staying the same, not being dormant, not stagnating. Um, there's something about your energy that calls you to learn more, be more, do more. Like a rolling stone collects no moss, only a high shine. So consider that you're, you like to do things, you like to like move, you like energy that's moving rather than stagnating. So that may be if we consider that you like movement. I mean, there, there are things about, you know, having a nice home, being relaxed in that home. But it, again, there's something that's calling to your spirit to evolve even further. Yeah. So when, when I connect your energies, let's just go with, the if we just take some things at face value if you know what someone likes and you can say i'll meet them where they are i understand them 
we can both be ourselves and I don't expect them to like what I like or do what I do. I'm going to love them nonetheless. If you can live with this person unconditionally, love them for who they are, concessions being whatever they are, you know, it's like, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. I'm going to go to these classes. I'm going to do these things. Would you like to go with me? No, I'm going to hang here at home. That's cool. You know, don't, it doesn't, if you can live with someone who will choose to do their own thing and when you get to spend time together, it's wonderful, that's great. If you're looking for a relationship where this person's going to go and do with you, they're going to evolve and, and find, find out more about themselves, it may begin that way. However, it may lose energy, may lose steam. So, again, I think that if we connect your energies, which I'm doing right now, so 02231965 to 0712195.3, what happens? Um, interesting. So it comes, <laughs> it gives me, it says MOU. It's like a memorandum of understanding. <laughs> it's like a business deal. No, it's um, that you, you both agree who you are. You meet each other where you are. This is who I am. This is what I like. This is what I love. But I really want to spend time with you. I'd like to yeah. try this on. I want to see what this is about. Let's see. Let's, let's say this is a trial um, we're going to try this on. Then, again, it's this understanding of let's let's just see what life looks like as we come together, and not try to make it more than that right now. If we feel like we can we can do this and share time together, and we really love it, and we can have stimulating conversations, and you know, you share about a movie you watched at home while sitting on the couch in your fuzzy slippers, and or you yourself instead of him, you share a class that you took and you're really excited about it and he loves the idea of hearing your excitement. So I think being really clear about what it is you want in a relationship and not being afraid to show him and tell him who you really are and what you're looking for. But don't, my suggestion is don't, I wouldn't consider putting a leash on his neck and saying, I need you to do this with me. And thank you, Valerie, for calling. And let us know how that goes. Okay. Um, now let's. That was right. So now let's go to. And um, we have Valerie in California. We have Lisa in Monterey, California, and we or we have Hope in Kansas. Where do you want to go? Let's go to Val. Let's go to Valerie first. Okay. Hi. Hi, Valerie. What's your birth date, dear? I'm Nicole, 525. Okay. And what is your question? What are you working on? Yeah. I just did that quantum jumping exercise while I was listening yeah. <laughs> to you. And, uh, yeah, I just, I was looking at a part-time clinic job, and I just, um, the exercise for that, and I want to see what you see around you- it. It's in healthcare. Okay. So when you did the quantum jumping and you did you meet the aspect of you that did it already? Yes. 
Okay, and what did she tell you about it? That it was going to be nice and um, I was going to really be welcome in. Okay, did she, let's, let's connect with her. Again, take a deep breath, and all you have to do now that you've made the connection to her, you can move through space and time at light speed. So don't feel like it needs to take time. Just immediately just take a deep breath and go right back through the rabbit hole to her. So she okay. said it would be nice and you would be welcome. And ask her, what was it? Like, what was your takeaway from your time, her time in that space? What was the real takeaway? That it was going to meet some needs, my needs. Okay. And ask her, was there anything more than just it meeting your needs? Uh, yeah, it it felt like it was going to be like a um, a brand, not a community, but um, family. Uh, yeah, that's that's the word. Okay, and ask her how long did she stay? And don't don't get in your head when it comes to asking that question. You just ask her, and we'll make note of her answer because you can always go back and look when you get to that, like if she says, yeah, I stayed until 2025 or I stayed till 2030. We don't want to get into the crux of, oh, no, then I'll need to be looking for something else or do I really want to make this leap? It's, you see what I mean? All we want to do is ask the question, get her to give you the answer. We make a note of it. You can always look back at a journal later to see what, what occurred. Yeah, I got one year. One year, Okay. And then ask, so, so she said it met your needs for that one year. And then mm-hmm. where, tell, take a deep breath and ask her to show you where that job led you. Where did it lead you to after? Uh, I got a higher position. Okay. Within the same company? So you made a leap or a jump. Okay, and is there anything else you would ask her? If we're, just remember, with quantum jumping, we can slide along timelines. So it doesn't mean you have to physically go there. All you have to do is meet with the dimension, that dimensional self, that doppelganger that's either done it in the past or going to do it in the future or having, so really what we're looking at is we're, we're getting answers so that we don't have to work so hard. So when we meet that mm-hmm. doppelganger, they can make life a whole lot easier for us. So what after that one year, the lesson that you were to learn, it met your needs and in, in it like family. If that's what you're looking for is that family, that unity, that unifying energy, ask her if that is all you needed during that first year. No. It said um, okay. confident. Confident because that's nice. Confidence because that higher position would require that. So you know during that first year it is a confidence builder. Ask her as you step into that higher position after that, what lesson did she learn during that tenure? Take a deep breath. Tell me what she says. That I always had the confidence. I just didn't recognize it. Yeah. So now she, because she's already done it and she's telling you that lesson that you, you'll be learning during that year, you can ask her to fine-tune that year so that things can happen 
naturally and or expeditiously. So if you're meant to make a leap into the, the higher position sooner than the year is out, then you rely upon her to upload you with the information you need. So like I said, it's kind of like linking into a supercomputer. Imagine taking all your neurons and dendrites and plugging it into this higher dimensional self, doppelganger, and she, she downloads or uploads all the info you need for that first stage and even some into the second stage. So when you take that leap, that second stage, that higher position is easy and effortless. Okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you. So congratulations, and let us know how it works out. We'd love to hear back from you. Okay, great. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so now we are going with Lisa in Monterey or Hope in Kansas. Lisa? Another one waiting. Take her name if we have time. Okay. So we're going with Lisa, Lisa in Monterey, California. Okay. Good morning. And what a powerful Hi. message. You, I love the message that you gave the other gal. That was beautiful. And she did a lot of the work. That was awesome. See, that's um, what this is all about. This is what this is for, so that I empower you all to embrace the power that's already there all around you. Thank you, Lisa. You're welcome. How can I help you? I am trying to, you know, when you're trying to read yourself and you have that doubt, like you mentioned before, I'm having a really tough relationship with my mom right now, and she's in the transition of life in, in hospice, and it's and being a nurse myself, I get that the true the true colors of somebody will come out. And I just wanted to understand if after her passing, are doing this soon. Her birthday is twelve sixteen forty four, and mine mm-hmm. is three three six sixty five. Okay, so you're saying if it, so your question is unclear. Now, what I can do is tap into each one of you and see what the relationship looks like, but. I'm having a hard time understanding why she's being so mean to me and nobody else in the family. And my family members are all very, um, (laughs) don't understand what's going on because I'm the one that's been there throughout this whole situation. Yeah, well, that's usually the ones that are that you're closest with are the ones that you lash out at when you're standing on the precipice of life and death. One is it's easier for people, you know, when things are going wrong, it's easier to blame somebody else rather than take responsibility for your own life. And so for your mom, let's take a look at her energy, 1216. 1944, and do me a favor, hold her in your mind's eye like you can see her in front of you and tell me when you've got her firmly in your mind. There she is. I got her. Sad. I'm picking up sadness. I'm also picking up lungs, not liking what she sees in life, her life. Um, Let's see, sadness. 
you know, there was wanting, you know, when, when we're living our lives, we want certain things and often we don't focus on the path of least resistance. We often feel as if we're at the whim and will of the tide. So your mother, it feels as if the sadness has to do with, you know, life Life tends to be pretty short, no matter how long, you know, whether you live to be 50 or 90 uh, or 100, it shouldn't, it doesn't matter. It's you know, when you're looking back at your life and you think, Think about all the things that you had to take care of, all the responsibilities. And then you're standing there looking at being without that carbon-based biosuit. There's a level of sadness. I think instead of her being angry, it's more sadness. Unfortunately, it feels as if she's taking it out on you. Now, let's look at your energy and figure out whether there's something more bothering her. Because it feels like it's really her evaluating her own life, and you just happen to be there as like you're like a you're like a net. You're trying to catch everything. You're trying to, and you're being very understanding, very empathetic, and you want to be. However, the energy that I feel like would best serve you is if you unconditionally loved her and said, you know. Well, one, if we use a little bit of humor, what if when she lashes out at you, you say, I don't know who pissed in your cornflakes today, but it wasn't me. So how about if I leave the room? <laughs> and that would be something I would say. <laughs> yeah, it's like, let's, I'm going to leave the room for a few minutes, go get myself a sandwich or a cup of coffee. Can I bring you anything back over the next 30 minutes and really meet the you that actually has a smile on her face? You know, like if we're... Look, Mom, if you're looking, you're here you are in hospice and you're like, I love you. I love you enough to sit here and, and put up with your slinging arrows. However, I also love myself enough to know that you being angry at me isn't going to do either one of us a bit of good. So I'm here, and if you want to have a conversation, let's have it. Like, let's, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. If you're ticked off at yourself or you're ticked off at me, you're ticked off at life or God, Let's talk it through. But if you think I'm going to sit here and be your doormat, you're sadly mistaken. I will delete myself from the space and come back later, and hopefully you will have worked through whatever it is that's bothering you, or we can sit here and talk about it. And you give her a choice. But I think it's about I I actually used the term whipping post, and I said, well, the whipping post has to be moved somewhere else, and I'll give you a few moments to, you know, calm down and put down the whip. Um, Is there anything in her passing, like sooner or later, that you might see or feel? Because every time I go there and every time I leave, it's always, I always make sure she understood. Yeah, I think just, just what you're doing is letting her know that it giving her an opportunity look if you if she wasn't your mother and you being a nurse you ought to know you're here you are and you're also very empathic just like me you're sucking up energy all around you 
You're constantly caring for other people. And what's really bad about us empaths is that we often forget to take off that negative suit, all that yucky energy that we pick up from other people during the day. You have to remember that when you walk into a hospice center, not, all, not only are you dealing with the living, but you're dealing with those who have passed. Often those places, energy, remember energy is, was, always will be, can never be destroyed. So even without the carbon-based bio, Sue, Lisa, those energies that have passed, that, that were incomplete in their life, often meander those halls. Okay, so when you walk in, consider whether you feel like you, you want to wear an amulet, something like a hematite, put a hematite stone in your pocket, or uh, you walk in with the intention that you bubbled yourself, you create this beautiful crystal bubble around yourself, where you say, I'm going to show my love, my light, I'm going to shine, I'm going to be my best self, I'm going to bring humor to this situation, and I'm going to leap here in my bubble, and everybody else that's in this space that, that is upset pass into the light, get on into the next life because this energy doesn't serve you anymore or, you know, just be clear about when you're walking in that you own your own space. You own your own energy and you're not allowing little amoeba and protozoa to hitch their tails to you and suck energy off of you. As an empath, you have to remember to clear your energy field. Now, for me, the way I do it, I've had friends say, why are you wide open all day long? Aren't you exhausted? When do you ever shut down? And I said, I typically don't because I stay open. I consider as an empath, I catch and release information as, I, as is needed. So if I'm working on 100 clients in a group setting and I'm moving, I take two minutes in each one, I'm shifting my perspective and intention to move through each and every one of them to give them what they need for themselves. When I'm done at the end, I switch gears to playing in the garden, doing what I love to do, reading a book, whatever, but I don't stay linked to that energy. However, if the universe needs me to give them, it's like to, to receive information, to give them more information, then I will know at the time and I'll know who I have to pick up the phone and call to give that information to. So as an empath, know that you don't always have to walk around bubbling yourself but you have to be intentional about shifting gears and not carrying somebody else's energy with you. So your mom, your mother has her own lessons to learn. Those are her responsibility. You did not come into her life to carry her load. And perhaps that's the lesson here, Lisa. If you've spent your life constantly being there for your family, perhaps this is one time that you can just show up and be in that state of unconditional love and be there to hold her hand as she chooses to leave this life and not feel like you're supposed to fix it, make her more comfortable, or soothe her woes, because she's got her own lessons to learn just like you. you take a deep breath on that. Ooh, that was perfect. And hematite, and is there any other crystals I could be? Um, rose quartz. Rose quartz. But I would definitely steer, steer clear of amethyst for, because amethyst tends to bring in spirits and you be an empath. You really need to be clear on the energy that you're that you're dealing with. So I would like it. when you sleep at night, do not do not have amethyst in your bedroom when you sleep if you want to get any rest. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I do. You're welcome. And yeah. God God bless and God bless your mom. I appreciate that. Thank you all. You're welcome. Have a great day.
Claudia, are you there? Somebody's on mute. Sorry. I, I muted myself. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the end of today's show. Is, are we ready to finish? Do you want to take one more call? How do you feel? If you feel like you want want to take another five minutes, we'll see if we can talk to Hope. Is she still on the line? Are you okay with five minutes? Yes, of course. So Hope? Okay. Yes. Hello. Hi, Hope. What's your birth date, honey? 8-22-66. Another fellow, Leo. Woohoo! All right. Yes. What is your question? What are you chewing on? Uh, mine is my job stability. I love my job. I work in a nonprofit organization, and I pride myself in what I do. But we have a executive director. She's been there about two years, and I've been at my job about five. But she's coming to the point where she said she wants our agency, it's a nonprofit agency, to be the best of the best, and she, it's going to be that way no matter what. So she now is creating some new positions that's supposed to go through the board of directors and through um, has to be funded by all these grants. But she is creating some new jobs and talking um, about, you know, just um, get weeding out some people. And I'm just worried about my job because um, yeah. she has, yeah, she has talked behind my back and said, yeah. Hope has great potential, but she needs a little work. And I'm thinking, you know, what does that mean? Then she's talking about bringing back some old advocates that used to be in my position. And I'm just thinking in my mind, is she trying to get rid of me? And what can I do to to hold on to what I love? Okay. So you love your job. Um, in, in two to five words, what do you do? What do you, what do you love advocate. about what you what you what you're doing? I advocate for women that are domestic violence victims and sexual assault victims. That's some deep stuff. God bless you, woman. Thank you yes. for doing that. Yes. Okay. So you're an advocate. All right. Listen. So it really feels like to be in your highest and greatest good thing that you can focus on is being playful, fun, happy, uplifting, okay? This woman is going to, she's complicating her life, which mm-hmm. may essentially complicate the business side of things. However, it should not complicate who you are at your core and how you best serve. Now, she's saying you have, you have potential. It would be nice to know if she's trying to turn you or your job into something else, or if mm-hmm. there's something that she would like to see you put to work in your job. So perhaps having a conversation to, to perhaps going to her and saying, hey, I want to help you. I want to best serve this company, and I get you. I feel you. I feel that you want to expand. You want to bring in some new people. I think that's wonderful. What I would like to know is how you believe I could do do a better job for the company. I'm not saying that I'm that I can definitely do it, but what I'm saying is I am open to hearing what you have on your mind 
so that mm-hmm. I can so that I can grow with this new growth that you want to see for this nonprofit. So this way you've mm-hmm. opened the door to a conversation. You are friendly, you are warm, you're being loving. Mm-hmm. You you know, you just say I love my job and mm-hmm. I I really want to be the best at what I do. So you may have some things in mind that you'd like to share with me. I'd love to hear them. And don't judge what she says. If you're going to open the door to a conversation, be ready to take notes, write it down, and and before the conversation's over, be willing to say, I'm going to take this and meditate on it and chew on it, and then maybe you and I can come back together in two weeks and and talk about it. Maybe I can put it to work right away, or maybe if I have any issues, do you mind if I come back and talk to you about it? This way, communication, communication is clear between you. You've opened the lines. You're, you're a team player, you're showing her you're a team player, and you're just being playful and enjoying and learning more. So it just creates that air of unity in the company if you, if you spark the conversation. How does that yes. feel? And that's what, I, yeah, and that's what I thought I might, that's what I thought I would do. Um, I just got back from a, a conference on leadership um, in San Francisco in um, sexual assault um, conference, and they said to, you know, to, to communication and transparency is the number one key um, for a good relationship, working relationship. And that's what I thought, and then I heard everything that was going on, that what she was trying to do and undermined other people, and I thought, maybe I just need to have a conversation with her to ask her where do I stand because I love my job no and I wouldn't do that I wouldn't I wouldn't say where do I stand because you're already stepping into it by saying by saying I'm in fear I'm feeling as if my job is in danger you don't look if you love your job there is no sense in you riding the the fear train and and having a conversation that just shows them that you're unstable in your feelings the best oh, yeah. thing to do is stand in your power and say, I am an incredible advocate for women. However, I am willing to learn new techniques and put new things to work in my life for this business because I absolutely love what I do. If you have okay. any ideas, I'm open to that conversation. But as soon as you start talking about, well, are you going to, is my job in jeopardy? Oh. Are you going to bring somebody else in? Is somebody better than me? You're headed down the yeah. long energy path, woman. Don't do that yeah. to yourself. Because even okay. if, let's just say, even if she chose to go some, have you go somewhere else, please be mindful. These things don't happen to us. All of these experiences mm-hmm. happen for us because the universe, mm-hmm. God, believes that we have more in store for us than we're willing to see. Okay? So yeah. be mindful that it's for your own growth and development. It could be that God's going to put you in a better place with better people or God is going to initiate, help you initiate this conversation so that you open the door to true communication so that she's not talking behind your back. Because yeah. if you're stepping in and saying, hey, I want to be better and I want to be, I really want this to be a unified effort here. So if there's anything you have in mind, please tell me. I want to put it to work in my life. Like, I'm showing you that I'm full pill boogie. I'm for you. So yeah. it, you're, you're even that, you're I, less offensive to her. Yeah. yeah, and I guess okay. that's what I meant to say, yeah, was that I just want her to know that I'm here to learn and whatever it takes to, be, to make this company a better place. 
Yeah, there you go. And I, well, to, for you to be an incredible, you're yes. already an incredible advocate for women, but it's, mm-hmm. she may have some ideas to help you enhance your practice with them. So, yeah. you're, I mean, uh, there may be a little schmoozing going on there because she may be a total pain in the derriere. However, you're all, you've all come together for a reason, so now you get to find out why y'all came together. There may be something that you're going to learn from her. And even if it's just truer communication, pure authenticity, be yourself, be playful, bring joy and light to the organization as opposed to what she, I mean, it kind of feels like she's going the robotic route. She's trying to deprogram and reprogram, and it may not be necessary, but the only way she's going to learn is by doing what she thinks she's trying to do. So don't try to save her. Just offer yourself, you know, you want to be there, you want to work for the company, let it be. Try to find some joy in it. When she gets pissy, sit down with her, offer her a cup of coffee. Is there anything I can do for you? Is there anything you want to talk about? But don't get caught up in any of the fear, please. Don't do that to yourself. But thank you for calling Hope and let us know how that goes. And Nicole, that's an excellent uh, time to end today's show. Is there anything that you want to share before we say goodbye? Everybody's going through something. So take a deep breath in the midst of chaos and send out love and light. And remember to center yourself. Get in tune with nature. Pay attention to nature signs and be kind to, to everybody as well as being kind to yourself. So I love you. Thank you for being here. And we'll see you again in October. Stay tuned for other social media posts. Thank you, Claudia. God bless. Thank you as well. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.